Well, welcome everyone to the sixth episode of the Homeschool Teachers Lounge. I am Misty Winkler and I blog and podcast at simplyconvivial.com. Uh, my main focus is helping homemakers overcome overwhelm by taking some cheerful baby steps forward. And I'm joined today by Pam Burnhill. You're joined every week by Pam Every Barnhill. time. <laughs> <laughs> every week by Pam Barnhill. I am Pam Barnhill. I am the host of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast, which you can find on YouTube. You can find on your favorite podcast app. And you can also find on my website at pambarnhill.com. And the great thing is we have the video form on YouTube. We have the audio form in your podcast app, or you can play it online or you can come and read like we actually write a real post that pretty much mm. says like so if you like to read and you don't want to listen to a podcast it is there on the website at pambarnhill.com so 10 minutes nice. to a better homeschool would love to see you there yeah it is a great podcast all right thank and you we have katie and don and heather and elizabeth here today live so that's fun Hello, all. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. So, Pam, you had a trip last week. That is did, right. Actually, did that mess with yeah. your school week? Well, it it did, but this it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it was okay because we had planned on it. Um, right. So yeah, we actually just got back like two hours ago. So. Oh wow. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we got up this morning and got up like super early. I told my husband, I'm like, I don't want to be pulling in right at 345 um, <laughs> when I have to jump on with Misty. I want to actually be home early. And so we got up super early this morning and came back. But it was just a lovely little, um, you know, just a little family trip. I, we needed to go see my mom because I had been traveling so much this summer and we needed to spend some time together as a family. So we kind of had epic Uno battles and nice. the guys did some fishing. We found a yard sale that was like a mile and a half long. So we did this mile and a half yard sale. Whoa. Um, yes, yes. And my weird homeschool children bought uh, antique spoons, buttons, an, an old emerald fryer for $5, a pocket watch that didn't work. Yeah. So, oh, and a picture of frogs to hang in their bedroom. <laughs> so it was, I think we spent $10. It was great. <laughs> it was so much fun. We went to a museum. Um, so, yeah, we had a really good time. Nice. Just enjoyed some time with family. So, yeah. But we did do school. Yeah, and I'll tell you about it in a minute. But tell us how your school week went. It went pretty good. I did um, checklist checks with all the kids and my eight-year-old who did have a checklist last year but was a little she really wanted it to be like all the other kids but then she didn't want to do any of it unless she felt like it um <laughs> i'm pretty <laughs> like at this point i'm pretty sure she is also an intj <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. So uh, that's going to be fun. Um, so my big task with her this year is um, teaching her that what's on her checklist has to be done. It's not optional. It's not whether or not you feel like it. 
because right. she's wanted to be like the older kids, and so I've made her checklists, but until they're about eight or so, it's, you know, I'm superintending their school. They don't actually have independent work. So right. it might have been better to just not have her had a checklist when she was little, but we're just in, in training mode. But the, But last week and today, she did really well with it. And she likes getting, there's a little box under every day that says mom verifies. And I put a purple star in there uh, when it's all verified. So she enjoys coming to show me all the little things that she did and getting that purple star. So that's working out really well. I'm excited. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's not that your children, because, you know, at our house, you're not required to do school until you're about six, right? If you're, you know, if you're four, forget it. But, you know, if you're five and you want to do school that day, we sit down and do school. But if you don't want to do that school that day, okay, go play, right? Mm -hmm. You're five. Like, I don't care what the state says about kindergarten or not kindergarten, right? It's like, you just, we're homeschoolers, you go play. And then when you turn six, it becomes less optional, right? So maybe not like, and and with like my youngest, it wasn't even... Because when he turned six, his kindergarten year. So it wasn't until the end of his kindergarten year that it it got even more stringent. So he was like six and a half or something like that. But that wasn't the case with her when she was seven. It wasn't that she, it was, the work was optional. It was that you were sitting there with her. And now you're just not sitting there with her as much. And she doesn't realize that the stuff on the list is stuff you have to do whether mom's sitting there or not. Right? Right. Yeah, so before on her, like she had school when she was younger, but almost all of it was with me. And so she had to come do school when I said, okay, we're going to do reading lessons or okay, we're going to do this. You know, she came to our elementary lessons, um, you know, just listened to the read alouds and that sort of thing, did morning time. None of that was optional, but she didn't have any independent work that... I was checking up on that I thought actually had to happen. Right. Because she's younger. And so I have older students that I need to be paying attention to. I did put some independent work on that. They're like, oh, you want some things to do? You can do these things. But I don't care whether or not they actually got done. So it was basically occupy the younger student sorts of things. So then if she didn't feel like it, she didn't do it. And... And I there was no care. reinforcement that you need to do the stuff on the list. Right, yeah. right. Okay. So the beginning of the school year was telling when they, now, now you're eight. <laughs> right. Now, now this, this is, is real schoolwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that would be a great episode for us to have at, at some point is to talk about like what it looks like as they at the different ages you know as far as independence and i know scully sisters has done an episode about this we could certainly refer people to to go listen to but um if somebody's just tuning in for us it might even be a good topic for us to touch on that would be fun you know yeah what does it look like when you're six and what does it look like when you're eight and what does it look like when you're 16 and oh my goodness the (laughs) the six-year-old who's like well the four-year-old doesn't have to do anything you know so all of yeah. that kind of stuff. It's not fair. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So I'm actually making a note right there. Perfect. Um, yeah. So we actually had a good school week up until the time we left. 
last week. So we knew we were going to be off Friday and we knew we were going to be off Monday. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, those were just far in advance planned days off. But other than that, we had we had a great week. Morning time is still going so well. And um, uh, we're still loving like our science. We made marshmallows last week. That was awesome because <laughs> we're doing chemistry in the kitchen. And um, so that was a lot of fun. And working on our writing assignments and our online classes. So I still feel like we're kind of in the beginning Mm-hmm. of the school year phase because it's just been like maybe I think last week was the third week that we had been fully geared okay. up and getting yeah. everything in um and so I still feel like we're at the beginning so maybe still a little bit in the honeymoon phase but um but we are still enjoying it and we're finding our groove we're finding our rhythm you know making sure that things get done when they're supposed to and that I'm checking up on them which I think <laughs> is a homeschool mom that's like that's like 80% of the job, right? Yeah. Yeah. It it's is just following up, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if you're following up 80%, you're following, following up, probably doing following up without baying an egg, <laughs> like the art of homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was a good week. And then I'm like looking forward to resting some this evening and then rolling back into it tomorrow. Um, so it'll be good. And and nice. that's the thing. It's like, it's going to be easy to get back into because of all the good days that we had right before we left. If yeah. we had kind of been floundering and not having good days before we left, it would feel a lot harder to roll back into, but no, it's, it's going to be easy. So I right, think last words. Yeah. <laughs> words we'll ask you about go, that. It was the hardest week ever. <laughs> it will hit. It will hit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, we, All right, so we're, oh, go I was just going to say, we had kind of two gradual um, easing into things weeks, but then this is our sixth full week back. So mm-hmm. that means that next week is a break week. Oh, nice. Okay. Woo-hoo. So for people who aren't familiar with your version of break week, this does not mean that Misty is going on vacation. So Although actually, I kind of am. You kind of are. Yeah, yeah. This is true. So you, yeah, you scheduled a break week for Scully Sisters, right? Yeah, I did okay. that on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is not a normal break. I was like, we can talk about what break week's about, but we really can't because you're not doing a break week next week. You're going to Scully Sisters. Yeah. So. Yeah, but we won't so, be doing we school. We will talk about break weeks. I do a year-round schedule where usually we start in July. That didn't happen this year. (laughs) And then we school until about mid-May. And in that May or July to May, we do six weeks on, one week off. So, right. Yeah. There's always other stuff that has to happen. Right. And break weeks are not about taking a vacation. So we'll just leave it there with that right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and tease that and let you know that in a couple of weeks, we'll come back and talk about like what break weeks are about. So, so yeah. So speaking Sounds of good. Scully sisters, yes. I hear that you have some, some chilly weather for me. Yes. Uh, do you own sweaters? I do own a few sweaters as long as I don't have to have a heavy jacket of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you know that sometime water comes from the sky? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we call it rain. Yeah. <laughs> we get lots of it. <laughs> you know all about that. Brandy is a little bit traumatized. Let me see. Yeah, oh, it's, it's going to be What's sunny. It gonna be? It's going to be sunny and in low 70s. It's like perfect. Oh, that does sound perfect because it's going to be high 80s here next okay. week while I'm gone. Well, you so, get to yes. come experience a taste of fall. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So that'll be really nice. And yeah, we get actually uh, Alabama gets more rain annually, more inches annually than Washington State does. All right. And, wow. Yeah. And I do. mean, and that's referring to Seattle area because my well, side yeah. of Washington State gets like two or three inches a year. Yeah. But let's stop talking about the weather and talk about why I'm coming to Washington State, yes. by the way. Well, the Scully Sisters event. Go yes. Scully Sisters, uh, our, our annual retreat. So myself and Pam and Brandy Vensel and Abby Wall and a couple of our other team members like Don Garrett, who's here today, um, mm -hmm. are meeting up. Well, you're all flying into Spokane, but then we're driving over to... Idaho. Um, I've never been. I'm excited. <laughs> and um, on Saturday, then October 9th, our retreat is happening on memory. And we're going to talk about uh, why memory work is essential in your homeschool to all learning, or, you know, our own personal learning, as well as just in our homeschool with our kids and what that does and doesn't mean. Um, yeah, it's a lot deeper and richer than just um, repeating facts that you want to memorize. And so we're going to be digging into what that really means for our homeschools. We're going to make it super practical. And um, Pam is going to do a memory palace for us. Yep. So that's going to be loads of fun. And I, I am looking forward to it because we're going to really uh, remake the online retreat or the online conference sort of idea. We are not each presenting for a full 45 minute session where you just have one talking head presenting some kind of gigantic <laughs> pile of information yeah. on you one right after the other. These are going to be more uh, conversational. We're going to have personal stories. Um, there's going to be more than one of us on the screen discussing these ideas, but working from really in, um, intentional historical sources for memory. And um, then... Kind of like that faculty of friends idea, which we is. touched on last year uh, yeah. during the Scully Sisters retreat. And so that idea that you, you become part of this circle... Um, and, and take part in this conversation that, uh, and it's, I have been in really enjoying the readings. I've been blown away. So we, we all got this long homework assignment sheet <laughs> and, uh, a stack of books were delivered to the house <laughs> and I've been <laughs> working on all of these readings. And it's really, really fascinating to look at the, kind of the histor historical perspective of what memory and memory work has meant to learning and education and things like that. And so I'm super excited. And we'll, uh, if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, you want to do that. If you are 
if you want to get a group of friends together, they have uh, their digital hostess packets that you could still get, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you uh, just want to watch it by yourself, we have a community for you um, yes. to take part in. And so you can go either way or you can do it by yourself first and then later decide you want to host something. Um, and so uh, Mim- uh, Misty just put the link in there. So check that out for sure. Yes. If you come live between the sessions, we're going to have Zoom breakout rooms where you'll be matched up with like four other. We're going to keep those small, you know, four other like-minded homeschool moms to where you can really apply those ideas and talk about it because as we're going to talk about during the session, talking ideas through is one of the ways to commit them to memory. And then you can't really act on them until they're in your memory. So we're going yeah. to also be doing some of what we're learning. And um, that's going to be great. So I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. And plus I get to yeah. see Pam. Yay! And I get to <laughs> hug everybody's neck. So, And you know how much I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Including my mom's. She's excited. Include, yes, yes, including Misty's mom. And Kirsty's already got my dinner order. And I'm just like, bread, bread's good. Just make me bread. So we're good to go. It's going to be great. So foreign language today, before we run out of time. Um, yes. So we were asked about Latin. Uh, specifically, uh, before I let Misty talk about that a little bit, I'm just going to say we did song school Latin when my kids were little and very much enjoyed it. None of my children wanted to continue with Latin. And that was kind of the thing for me. Like Latin was not a hill that I was going to die on. I was going to let my kids choose what they wanted to participate in because I have discovered that like I also tried to do Spanish for a while and what I discovered was if the children don't want to do it it's really hard and so my two oldest kids decided um and this was actually kind of smart my son was the one who decided he wanted to do this and he struggles with dyslexia and dysgraphia and when I started thinking about it I was like this was genius of him absolutely genius Uh, He wants his foreign language to be ASL. And I'm like, that just makes total and complete sense that this is a really good language for him to study. And so he and his sister are doing ASL 1 and ASL 2 with um, Mr. D Math. And I know it's Mr. D Math, but they actually have... Um, an ASL instructor there. There's a pre-recorded class that you can do. And then... um, uh, there's monthly meetings that you go to and you like send your video in for feedback and she gives you hmm. feedback and, and things like that. So, yeah. So uh, the, the um, American sign language for two of them. And then my youngest decided he wanted to do Japanese. Oh, and wow. So I know like totally different. So we're doing talkbox.mom anytime that they're like, I really, really wish uh, the Mr. D classes are great. I really wish that the talk box had ASL too, because like, then you start living it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's the beauty of talk boxes. You're, you're saying the phrases that you use every day. So we've got the, the guidebook and the beautiful thing about it is, is it comes with its own app on your phone. Mm. Um, or it's the phrase book actually. And we are getting the boxes. So we have our first box. We just started this last month. It's the kitchen box. Um, and so we're learning how to say, are you hungry? Would you like a snack? 
And then we, you can also add your own phrases. And then this is the best thing ever. So this is the planner. This is the phrase planner. And you actually plan out every day which phrases you're going to work on and how long you need to work on them. And so, uh, and then you do the phrases that you're going to use. So ours are go feed the dogs, good morning, which Don Garrett is Ohio, believe it or not, not spelled the same. But that's how you say it. Ohio um, is good morning in Japanese. Um, and then, yeah, so just we, I love the phrase book. It allows me to kind of plan out what it is I'm going to do. So if you're interested in the languages that TalkBox has, um, I actually have a podcast that I recorded with Adelaide to learn more about their natural language acquisition. And that's um, Your Morning Basket number 54. And if it's something you think you want to try, there's a coupon code there for... Um, off the phrase book and the box as well. Well, so. I just love that the check boxes are hollow hearts. Like I, I just, yes, they are. I, <laughs> that means I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are hollow hearts. Um, and Lindsay, um, yeah. So I, with the planner, um, the planner has made all the difference for me, Lindsay, other than the fact that my kid actually wants to do this one. But we probably would have gotten a little farther with the Spanish if I had had the planner um, because I would have been more consistent with it. But um, I, what, I do it with Thomas every day. So it is part of our Japanese lesson, which is on his checklist. And I would say that we probably sit there spending about 10 minutes Figuring out, like, are we ready to move on from this phrase? Do we want to add a new phrase? What new? Because he's 11, so we decide together. What mm -hmm. new phrase do you want to add? Do you know this one? Um, you know, uh, can we check it off? Let's listen to the audio. So it becomes our Japanese lesson for the day, and it takes us about 10 minutes. And then we use the phrases the rest of the day as we talk to each other. So when we go to the kitchen and we're about to have dinner or breakfast, we talk about if we're hungry or not. And then when it's time to feed the dogs, we talk about that. So, and that's, nice. quite, that's about as far as, as we've gotten. We've just gotten into the food stuff. So, yep. Cool. So how about yeah, well, you guys? What are y'all doing? Well, we're, we're doing Latin. Um, I feel like I'm a, a pers I, I'm persistent anyway. We haven't gotten very far. Like, I'm probably still at about a third grade Latin level, even though I'm on my third and fourth students. And I guess we're in visual Latin right now. I'm doing visual Latin with my eighth grader and sixth grader. And so we're just doing it together. And we're, we did visual Latin one last year and we're going to do two. We're in the middle of two this year. We did, um, the classical academic press. We did school song Latin. I kind of gave it as extra song work song school. Yeah. Um, and then we did uh, Latin for children with my older two. And I don't know, we worked through the books and they filled out the books, but I didn't learn any Latin anyway. <laughs> Maybe they did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I let my kids choose their own language then in high school. So my eighth grader right now really is letting me know that she wants to do Spanish. And I'm like, well, you just keep working at your Latin because you'll just be miles ahead in your Spanish next year. 
<laughs> That's right. You will. So my oldest in high school chose German and my second did choose Spanish. And then he actually ended up last year doing a little bit more Latin. He went back to Latin. I just did it on his own. But uh, so we aren't, I don't, you know, my boys didn't get fluent or anything, but I figured, well, whatever, I can't teach you German, especially at a high school level. So I bought them books. I got the living language set for German and Spanish, mm -hmm. and then the Berlitz for German and Spanish for the boys. And they, um, they worked through them and I checked their work and I don't know what they retain. No one's fluent in anything except English. And uh, you know, if we are fluent in English and can write and speak correct English, like right now, <laughs> that's my main, that's my main deal. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, and you know, I think it was Heather Woody who said, you know, colleges are not after um, kids to be fluent. They just want them to be exposed to yeah. other language. We definitely so, did exposure. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I think when a family decides that they want to be fluent, it's because it's because that's something that the family wants. Right. And so, um, so yeah, it's, I don't think, uh, any high school courses are actually going to make your standard kid fluent. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the child who's not, I mean, if you, you have a child who's super interested and goes on to take like French one, two, three, four, that kind of stuff, and then goes places where they can actually be immersed and use the language, that's a different story. But somebody who's taking Spanish one and Spanish two just to get into college, it's not going to happen. Uh, and I don't think anybody expects that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, my uh, second son is planning on going to New St. Andrews College next year. And he just went to a like college visiting day where he got to sit in on classes and sit in on a recitation. Well, the recitation was basically talking to your professor about the books and they did that discussion in Latin. So, oh, wow. so, he, so he came back like, mom, what do you have on Latin? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing is more advanced Latin. I mean, there are a couple of options out there for that. Um, the Lucian project is one of those options. Um, mm -hmm. If you're wanting to really kind of deep dive into Latin that we've heard good things about. Um, and then the other option would be Dwayne Thomas's uh, website um, where he, yeah. he teaches them re to read John in Latin. And so Dwayne Thomas did uh he taught visual Latin. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Visual Latin. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then he has his website as well, where you can go deeper than the visual Latin one and two. And that's a real affordable option for families because it's $25 in a month and it includes a number of different languages. So that would yeah. definitely be a place to look if you have a kid who's really interested in Latin. So either that or Lucian, which is a different experience because that is you're very much getting into the history of places. So if you're wanting just the language, you know, the visual Latin and the uh, Dwayne Thomas website is kind of the way to go. And then if you're wanting kind of this deep dive into Latin and classical history and all of that stuff together, then uh, Lucian is, uh, it is a different experience. So. 
You know, another fun resource that we've added with my middle kids, actually, and my youngest, is Picta Dicta. It's like visual okay. flash. It's a computer game with Latin. Um, it's you can. It'll give a picture, and then it also has sound. So it's the guy saying the words, and not just okay. associating the letters, you know, with the picture or the word. But you actually hear it, and have to match what you hear to the word or what you hear to the picture. Uh, so it has a lot of matching and even some like videos where you watch a story, but a little comic book type story play out. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a vocabulary review computer game, but they are just now adding a primer one and primer two. So my kids are just finished. Oh, my, yo- my eight year old is just finishing up the primer and she loves it. So that's been fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. That reminds me of um, all of the stuff that they added to Song School Latin right as we were finishing up. You know, oh, now they of course. Have all this stuff. Yeah, with the monkey and the uh, all the different little games and videos and different things <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, cool. Well, hopefully that answered some questions about, uh, gave you some options for foreign languages, Latin. Uh, and then uh, modern languages as well, uh, including sign language, American Sign Language. So that's what we're using and enjoying this year. And yeah, we'll be back next week. What are we going to talk about, Misty? We'll be back next week and we will talk about science in our homeschool. <laughs> so right. we also have a way for you to sign up now to get emails to be notified of our uh, Homeschool Teacher Lounge when we go live. So you can just join us live right away and participate in the conversation or catch the replay later on our podcast or on YouTube. So thanks so much for coming and we look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, Uh, see you next week. Bye-bye.